All right. We want to welcome all of our listeners to the seventh episode of Minority Report with Eric and Carell. Each episode, we're going to talk with real operators and leaders in digital media. Many of you listening may know Felix. He works at Watson Advertising. Let's jump in and get to know Felix. Felix, how you doing? Doing well. Well, thank you, Eric and Carol, for having me. Uh, I've been an avid listener of your podcast, and I really want to come back here and see if my experience and thoughts can actually help someone in the digital media space. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. You know, um, I think a lot of people listening may be uh, familiar with uh, who you are and what you do, but just tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're doing currently uh, as a professional. Tell us a little bit about what you're up to these days. Sure. Uh, I am the head of programmatic sales at Watson Advertising. Watson Advertising is a division of Watson Media and Weather, and which is a division of IBM. So if you think about IBM as the top, uh, Watson Media and Weather, and then Watson Advertising is underneath. Excellent. You know, um, it's interesting with all of our guests, we're, we're always trying to understand a little bit about their background and, you know, what they feel is their identity. Tell us about, uh, about you. You know, where do you come from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, tell us about your culture and a little bit about your identity. Sure. So I was born in Hong Kong. I was there until I was about seven years old. And I immigrated to New York City, downtown, um, in Little Italy, and where I was raised. So uh, for those who know New York history, I was about three blocks away from the Raven Knight Social Club. And I never joined the mob. But, you know, maybe to warm up <laughs> nine, I was three blocks away from uh, the Lombardi's pizza. Gotcha. Amazing. You know, uh, tell us about what it was like living there and, and sort of growing up there. It was a, it was a great place. I, I mean, there was a lot of diversity. And um, I found really lifelong friends who have similar backgrounds as me, who grew up in the area and really made something out of themselves. Um to become, you know, really good citizens and really successful. So I'm very happy that I had that upbringing. That's pretty cool. So how did you get into digital? It's funny. Um, I actually graduated in the dot-com bus of like 2001. Uh, and at that time, you know, I was in, on Wall Street, which, you know, any proud Asian parent would say, great, you know, you went to Wall Street and then I worked for a major <laughs> bank. Um, and it was a really fantastic experience. I was growing the deep end of the pool, learned so much from working with really smart colleagues, got to know a lot of very interesting clients. But being an economics major, what I saw was that Wall Street was going through a phase of contraction, mainly because of the dot-com bus. Um, and I didn't see myself, you know, being a young 20-something-year-old, having study economics and knowing that some industries are at maturity uh, and then going down decline. I wanted to go to an industry that was in the very early phases of growth and expanding. And hence, uh, I decided to switch to digital media. And the first company I joined w was About.com. And I will be forever grateful uh, because they gave me experiences across a wide swath of digital media. That's mm. where I learned what DFP was. That was where I learned how to do yield. That's awesome. my first experience uh, learning sales, which is actually what I do now. So really thankful for the managers there for giving me the opportunity to do that. Oh, that's great. Let me, let, me, let me ask you a question off of that. What was your family and friends' reaction from going from Wall Street into digital? 
to be to be frank, I think a lot of my friends um, didn't really understand it because they're still on Wall Street today to this day. Uh, my family, my parents really didn't have a lot of education. They they didn't really graduate uh, high school. So they could only really offer support rather than mm. knowledge about what is the best career path for me. Yeah. And, and you've been in the space some time now, like, like most of us. What do, you, what do you love about the space? The ever-changing landscape and the ability to learn something new every day. Uh, it's great. It's, I feel like every day is like day one uh, for me. Um, and starting to learn and try to be competitive in the, in the marketplace and to be, to be successful is, is something that really challenges me and makes me think a lot, excites me. Yeah. And, and what about... Um, from an accomplishment standpoint, what are you personally most proud of that you've done in the space? In the space, I would say uh, I'm most proud of the fact that we've been able to really take a company that, I think in both of my instances, both at Bout and currently at Weather, we've been able to build a pretty successful business. Um, and I think it's just due to a lot of teamwork and team efforts. And we have a great team, both at About and also at Weather. So um, great culture, great team. I really enjoy working every day with the team members who surround me. Awesome. And then uh, what, what excites you about sort of the, the future of, of the space? You and I have run into each other recently at a number of conferences, Adweek, Programmatic IO, a lot of talk about different things in terms of uh, the future 2019 and beyond. What, what excites you? Yeah, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about what excites me at being at Watson Advertising. Mm. We're we're a traditional media seller in weather.com, but we really have transformed ourselves in the last year by selling both media, data, and tech. And as you know, IBM is a leader in AI, and I really believe, just like I believe programmatic 10 years ago, AI is gonna be one of the big next waves. And I'm in one of the companies that's the leader. So I'm really excited about learning about technology and learning about data. Um, it's going to be a fantastic ride. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we've got a lot of listeners that, uh, you know, are, are new to the space or are also trying to get into the space. What do you what do you do to kind of stay up to date outside of the standard sort of trade pubs that we all read? Is there anything else that you do content you consume to stay up to date on the latest and greatest? I think you should all read what. You, I mean, everybody recommends like Ad Exchanger and all the trades, but then what really accelerates your learning is you have to go out with smart people. You have to stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm -hmm. um, you have to make an effort to ask people out and have really concrete time with them and spend an hour learning about what they do, how do they do well, and learn from that. Um, but I also want to caveat that uh, with someone trying to enter a space, you always want to do something where you have something to give. Right, you want to start with that, and don't think that just because you're a co recent college graduate, you don't have anything to provide. I think being a growing generation uh, and the generation that we want to reach to, we would love to hear your perspectives, mm. and just take someone out and share your perspectives. What are you and your friends doing? What are you reading? What how are you consuming media? It's a give and take relationship with a more senior executive. That's amazing, I, I Felix. I I think that's. That's tremendous advice for, for anyone listening on how to stay connected, how to develop relationships, how to also contribute, you know, through, through their own thoughts. Uh, so I think that that's, that's, uh, amazing advice. Um, 
You know, Felix, I want to ask you something here. I didn't, I didn't really sort of think about asking you this until uh, earlier today, but, um, you know, you, you clearly have great energy and passion, you know, for, for what we do. And I remember a moment you and I were in Mexico, you know, and we Uh-oh. were, <laughs> where's the story going, Eric? Well, well, we, were at, we were at an event with probably, uh, you know, about, about, uh, maybe 20, 25 of the top publishers in, in, in the country. And we had an international event. And I'll never forget a moment where, uh, you know, we were talking about our backgrounds. And earlier you described, you know, your family and your parents sort of um, sort of humble beginnings and even just the understandings of where they can contribute and help support uh, you um, as someone here growing up in a different place. Uh, but back to when we were in Mexico, you know, I was trying to explain to you about um, how, you know, my own, you know, start in, in the industry uh, was hard. I had, you know, very humble beginnings as well. And I, w- I worked very hard to get to where I was at. And I'll never forget when you looked at me and you said, you know what? We've all worked hard to get to where we are at. And I absolutely loved it. You know, so it was a, it was a moment where I realized, you know, um, that there are other folks who are also out there trying to figure out, you know, exactly, you know, where they started, where they're at now and where they can draw inspiration from. So, um, you know, where do you draw inspiration from? Um, is it family? Is it, you know, something else outside of, of, uh, what most people currently may, may find as sources. Uh, the first inspiration, uh, for me was my dad. Um, so he's an entrepreneur, um, and he works as a contractor. And so when I was growing up, uh, I never really understood how hard he worked. I mean, he worked seven days a week. And so he worked all the time. And one thing that really inspired me was um, he always made the little extra effort to get the job done better. So if the par was just getting the whatever sink installed, he would install it and make it actually look good. And that instilled in me that it's not just about doing your job. It's about how do you just make it even slightly better, maybe a little bit more effort, maybe a little bit more thought, and just produce a product that's slightly better. People will notice it. And then if they notice it, you'll get more responsibilities, and that will give you more experiences and open more doors for you. So as a, as a senior leader in the space with your team, do you, from a mentorship standpoint, do you try to instill the same thing in anyone that you're managing or reports up to you as well too? Yeah, I, I think I think it is something where you kind of have to, it's one of those things where you can hire all the qualities of, of a person, um, but it's also, you kind of have to make a choice, mm-hmm. right? And I think the people who are more successful really make a choice to put in the extra effort, to put in extra time, but also to ask the questions, right? Because yeah. none of us know everything. Right. And some people actually go out and reach out and ask really good questions. And as a result, they learn more. Mm. One of the things that has helped me tremendously, and I recommend that to um, people who are coming to the industry, is I was very lucky at About.com to get a lot of different experiences. I've worked in finance. I worked in Yale. I have worked in um, sales analytics. Uh, I have worked as in business development and I work in sales. And that really helped me because it gave me a very well-rounded experience to draw from so that even when I talk to people today or do my work, 
I actually know the other side very well because I've been in their shoes. That's amazing, Felix. How do you manage your work-life balance? You know, I know you travel quite a bit. Um, your role takes you not only across the country, but across the world. How do you sort of manage that? Yeah, you, you have to like block out certain periods of time. Um, for instance, I block out pretty much, unless there's an emergency, probably early Saturday morning to like mid-afternoon, where I just take that block of time to do things that I really like to do. Family is important to me. So I want to spend as much time as I can with my aging parents and also, you know, with the close family I have. So that's one thing. And then in order to balance out some of the, the work that I do, um, my interests are really in traveling and food. So you'll probably find me, you know, going to sign to go somewhere um, to get some art, rest and relaxation or uh, finding the latest restaurant that my wife and I want to try. Oh, that makes sense. Sounds like you can actually blend a little bit of that into, um, you know, what, what happens Monday through Friday as well, right? Let's talk about the industry a little bit because I know you've got some some great thoughts on, you know, maybe really on how the industry can be a little bit more inclusive. You know, um, there's a lot of talk about what it isn't right now, but uh, you know that's changing. What are your thoughts on on how the industry can be a lot more inclusive and, and really sort of work around diversity issues? So for me. I, I wanted to bring a point that what has helped me is maybe growing up, I've never thought of myself as a minority. And somehow I always think I walk into a room and there will always be guys with, uh, and ladies who, who have differences, right? Mm. Like some people like football as in American football and some people like football as in soccer. Mm-hmm. But we can all find common things to talk about. So my skin color has never stopped me from doing anything I really wanted to. And maybe that's a little bit of the confidence and putting my best foot forward that has allowed me, you know, to be success, somewhat successful in this space. So my recommendation for people in, in, in the industry is just, I think you just have to believe that you belong there and you, sh- you, you have a right to uh, sit at the table and re- regardless of what your skin color is and you can do anything that anybody else of different skin color can do. That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, out, outside of that, uh, for anyone looking to come into the space, what other advice would you have for uh, someone that is right out of college coming into our space or someone like you early on in your career is making a change, right, from another industry to come into our, our, our industry? Yeah. I would say beyond learning about the space and getting really educated, it's about networking. I think young people don't do that well enough, or maybe it's because they're shy or they, they don't want to, but you just got to go out and talk to people, uh, ask questions if you don't know, uh, build relationships. I, I seem to find like the people who actually find the best jobs usually don't like go into postings. They usually find it by talking to someone and someone's willing to help out. And you'd be amazed. I think if anyone reaches out to me and say, hey, I'm looking for a job starting out in the industry, I'm willing to see around which one of my friends might be looking for someone junior, might be looking for someone who, who wants to work hard and mm. succeed in this industry. So reach out uh, to people that you know. Um, and especially, uh, Eric, you and I both know in sales, right? Your, your success mm-hmm. rates might be very low, uh, but you got to keep on trying. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and you and I were talking before we even got on how, about just how small our spaces and how 
everyone knows everyone. It can't be underestimated that like, you know, networking in our space is so key to not only getting in, but staying and then growing as yeah. well too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the industry is that we, we don't really close our kimonos. Actually, we come out and we get together, we share best practices and we fig- try to figure things out. Yeah. Um, so it, it's great. I mean, really love working with you guys and you know the rest of the programmatic experts that some have been have on the show and also outside of it as well. Yep. So a little fun question for you. Uh, give us give us the top three apps on your phone that you use outside of email and calendar. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm a news junkie. Uh, so I spend a lot of time reading about programmatic and learning it. And I like to read a New York Times app because it actually brings me out of what I do every day and mm. to see what the rest of the world is is going on there. Jay, if you're listening, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Um, and the second thing, um, business is actually my passion. I love business. I've majored in it. Um, so LinkedIn is, is probably a second. And I've learned some really amazing things by the writings uh, on that platform. Uh, I would say the third one is Yelp. Uh, mm. goes along with my interests. Yeah, so, there you go. There you go, yeah. yeah I, I, I believe in social media. I, I try to find things that people recommend and hear what they say. So those are my top three apps. That's great. Felix, I know um, you're always open to a discussion. Um, you, you shared a lot with us today. Um, you're always open to talking about this, um, even outside of our time together today. Uh, how can our listeners... Uh, find you and maybe shoot you a message or connect with you to continue the discussion. So anyone who wants to reach out, uh, I do this for my uh, Cornell alumni network. So what I do is I I invite people who are interested to learn about what I do. uh, I'll take them out to lunch. I'll answer their questions. uh, I'll do that. Um, So I invite anyone to do it. The best way to to reach me is at felixzeng at gmail.com. It's just my name at gmail. Excellent. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us uh, a lot of different places. You can find us on Facebook at Minority Podcast. You can find us at MinorityReportPodcast.com and on SoundCloud at uh, Minority Podcast and also at Minority RPRT POD on Twitter and on iTunes. Thanks, everyone.